In this episode, we discuss one of the six pillars of financial planning, life insurance. Why is it a pillar? What is it? What does it cover? Who does it pay? And how much do you need? On the surface, insurance seems like a boring topic, but I really enjoyed this episode and I think you'll find Tanner's answers to these questions very insightful. To the F Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to episode 21 of the Financially Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared towards making you more financially literate. I'm Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner. I'm joined, as always, with co-host, certified financial planner, JD, and wealth manager, Tanner Bortnam. We're recording this episode in late May, and this episode, episode 21, will be released the first week of June. So this time, at the time of the recording... It's Tanner's last few days as an unmarried man. <laughs> That's right. And so do you want to um, kind of go, uh, what do they call those, time capsules and, and mark any last words before before <laughs> you uh, <clears throat> enter into the, the what do they call that, matrimony? Well, yeah, I don't know what they, yeah, matrimony. Yeah, no. Um, no. No, no, it's no. Uh, just with coronavirus and everything going on, I mean, we'll, by the time we we actually get married, we'll have been engaged for over a year and a half. So it's uh, been a long time coming. Um, you know, both of us are excited to get married, and yeah, I get rid of the single life, I guess. <laughs> well, congratulations, sirs. Yeah, well, thanks. I know Greta and I are very excited and nervous, and not not for you guys for the wedding standpoint, but just. We're excitedly nervous for all the travel plans um, heading over to Hawaii. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Think of it that way. It's going to be awesome. Things are going to be fine. You guys are going to, you know, you don't want to be worried too much if you forget toothpaste. They have stores there. It's you know right. part of the U.S. They have toothpaste and shampoo and whatever you forget mm-hmm. if you happen to forget something. Well, I think it's one of those things where we're kind of building it up because it is one of those destinations where, you know, it's kind of a bucket list thing or there's sure. a lot of, I mean, we'd probably be back, but it, it's one of those big trips where you want to kind of cross a few things off on the list. And in addition to seeing best friends um, have their special day and all that kind of stuff, so... Oh no! Don't uh, I t- we take no offense to that we we want everyone to have a, a fun trip and go see some of those things. We're appreciative that y'all are coming all the way down there um, for us. So make sure you do check off some of those bucket list items for yourself. Yeah, I will. I will say our our we scheduled obviously scheduled some stuff around the wedding, but 
you'll be happy to know we were pretty smart. I think the day after the wedding, we're <laughs> we're, we're planning a beach day or like, or like a bumming around day because I feel yep. like we're gonna be hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, I actually have golf planned the day after, but I've made sure that it's in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully the sun just soaks it right right up. Oh, it'll be great. It will be great. <laughs> um, all right. This episode, we're going to talk about one of the, the pillars that Tanner always talks about of wealth planning, uh, life insurance. Uh, we'll talk about the basics of life insurance, what it is, what it covers, who uh, it pays, all the good stuff. And then we'll kind of walk through um, if that's something that you want to decide to get, if it makes sense for you and your situation, how to achieve that, what to look for, um, the, the right advisor, company, etc. So... Um, those are the, uh, the, the, that is the roadmap for this, this episode. So, uh, we'll kick it off here, um, just defining what life insurance is and, um, how it fits in as one of those pillars uh, of wealth planning. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows, but we'll cover it just in case, you know, life insurance is, uh, you know, insurance that's on your life, um, it can be sometimes companies will provide it for you as an employee. Um, a lot of times people get, you know, it on their own or, you know, supplemental on their own, additional coverage on their own. Um, and so, you know, when you pass away, if you have life insurance, uh, it will pay out whatever that death benefit amount is to the beneficiaries that you name. Um, and so it's something where, uh, you know, people again, they get it to take care of their loved ones. Um, and we'll kind of get into, you know, who needs it type of thing in a little bit and what situations to kind of look for or that it's more important than others. But that's, that's really what it is, is, you know, if, if you pass away, um, you know, do you want to leave some money from a life insurance company to, uh, your loved ones or, or whomever you would choose? I'm trying to think of what, well, if we if I have a life insurance policy from my employer, is there is that pretty I would typical? Assume. Or uh, for you, yes, with working for uh, the state, um, you know, most education systems will have that for their employees. If you're in the private sector, it's a lot less likely. Okay, and what is a a typical range of coverage or um, through your employer? Yeah. Yeah, if you have it through your employer, it's typic. Uh, it's going to be tied to your um, your salary, and so they will buy. It's a huge group package, and they will buy, uh, you know, two times or three times or two point five times, you know, whatever. But somewhere, you know, usually around there. Um, some are more, some are less, but they will. It'll be some sort of multiplier of your salary. Okay, interesting. Yeah, um, and some that's one of those things that you kind some, of gloss over when you're young. You just yeah. When and, oh, and okay. sometimes a lot of or, or I shouldn't say a lot of uh, employers when they provide it to you, they will provide a base level that you just get for for working there, and then right. a lot of times you can add on supplemental through them as well. But you know that that's really good to have while you're working. The problem with that is, is, you know, if you quit or retire or get fired, 
that insurance now immediately goes away. So, you know, there can be a, a time lapse there before you'd get a new job that may or may not have life insurance. And so that's a lot of times when people will go outside of work and look to get a policy, you know, on their own as well. Sure. Does does short-term and long-term disability fit in the same vein or is that completely separate from uh, life it's insurance in, policy? It's kind of. It's uh it's insure it's an insurance product, but right. it obviously takes care of different things. Life insurance is for when you pass away. Disability is for you're still alive, but something happened to you and you now can't work um, or can't work to the capacity that, that you were able to, and it will pay out while you're still alive. And there's long-term care insurance for the end of life. If you go into, you know, assisted living, I mean, there's insurance for everything. Trust me that <laughs> it is. Yeah. You can find insurance to cover pretty much anything, but we're just going to focus on life insurance. That's the, the, biggest one that that people utilize the most uh in in financial planning okay so i'm going to kind of assume that should we assume that everybody doesn't have a life insurance policy from their employer yeah i would i would say more people than not how, how do i say this so that it makes sense I, I would say less people have it from their employer than people that get it. Because typically, again, it's through, uh, if you're working for the, some sort of government entity that you'll you'll get it. And right. and a few other really, really big companies will provide it. But, you know, most okay. people probably don't get it. Yeah. For those that don't know, I'm a state of Minnesota employee. So I'm a union employee. I'm not well versed on the union stuff, but I, I'm 100% sure that they do all the negotiating on behalf of employees. So I'm, there's probably something pretty solid there in place. Um, that tends to make me lazy as you can <laughs> probably tell from just, Oh, I've got, I probably have that or I, I should do a better job of, of looking into that because um, I don't think it's elective. Um, yes, but I, I mean, even for people who aren't with the state, if they happen to work with, uh, just a big company that provides life insurance to their employees. You don't get to negotiate that. It just here's okay. what it is. It's your benefit package. We're gonna give you. Uh, okay. You know, I'll make up an example. You're gonna go work for, I I, I don't know, uh, Coca Cola. Let's say, and I don't know if Coca Cola has it, but let's assume that they give all their employees um, life insurance. They're gonna say, we'll give you one times your salary and life insurance. If you want to add on more, here's the cost of it. You can add on up to X, you can add on for a spouse and dependent. Like it's part of your employee benefits package that each company and or government entity creates. You don't get a say in it. You just get to choose if you want to add more, if that is even an option. So, okay. yeah. So if it was an option, would you supplement it with them or would you go somewhere else? Um, some other product or advisor to supplement it uh it depends or yeah yeah it, it depends if you have the option um to add on through work that is going to be the cheapest hands down the cheapest cost of insurance is to add on through your employer um so again that i would tend to say yes you know, I, I don't like to give absolutes, but I would tend to say, yes, that would be the first place you would want to look. Again, as we touched on a little bit ago, some of the 
potential drawbacks of that are if you, um, you know, quit, get fired or retire, that now goes away and you would need to find other insurance if necessary. Again, either through an outside source or at your next job. And there could be a gap where you don't have insurance. And if you happen to pass away during that time frame, you don't have any coverage. So it's just weighing those out. Um, what you know means more to to each individual at at that time. Okay, uh, I think one last question before we get into how much we need to yeah. to set aside. What's your general standpoint? And I, when we were prepared, when I was preparing for this episode, I thought of uh, an analogy of of gambling and insurance for like blackjack, and it's I, ah yeah, completely never for me. Um, <laughs> other people might do it, but well, obviously it's a pillar for a reason of wealth planning. So. Generally, what's your stance on life insurance? I know there's different types and terms and all that kind of stuff, but how important, what's your viewpoint on on making it a necessary evil per se to pay mm-hmm. premiums to be um, to get that peace of mind? Yeah, um, well, and this actually leads very well into the next question, but it life insurance has a range you know if we're going to go from zero to ten where zero is not important and ten is is very important we're at at every person's most everyone's lifetime you're going to be at anywhere between i mean obviously you'll be between zero and ten but i just mean like you're going to vary between zero and ten with just what's going on um it it has significantly more importance at certain times in life than it does at others. Um, which again, let's just kind of lead into how much do you need? Cause we'll talk about that on the needs based side of things. So, um, if you've decided that you do want to have life insurance or look into it, uh, usually the first question I get from, from clients is, well, how much do I need? If you're going to work with a regular insurance agent, I can almost guarantee you that they're going to tell you you need 10 times your earnings. And the reason point of when you get it or. Yes. So like, does how old you, how old you are years left of planned working affect that? uh, How old you are will affect the cost of insurance. The younger you are, the less probability you have of dying so there's a lower cost. Uh, women get cheaper insurance than men because they don't do dumb stuff like men do. So um, <laughs> no, it is. It is literally oh, yeah, yeah. all statistics. It is all actuarial values of just probabilities of, of when we all are going to, to pass away. And they look at all the habits. Do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you have underlying health conditions? Do you uh, do risky events? Like what is your occupation? All of those things go in and it's just a calculation. And so those things factor into the cost, but they're not necessarily going to factor into your needs. Your needs are going, or or sorry, that's the second part. They're not going to factor into the 10, the 10 times, the 10 times your earnings. I hate it. So that's stated at the front. Why it's used is it is a very generic very easy way, in my opinion, to upsell people 
and a very lazy way to calculate insurance. So we're just going to use you, Adam, and make up numbers. If you came, well, not to me because I don't do this, but if you go to an insurance agent and say, hey, we're looking at, you know, Greta and I are looking at getting some life insurance, that person is very likely going to tell you, okay, Adam, how much money do you make? And I'm going to say that you make a uh, $100,000 for easy math. They're going to say, you need a million dollar policy. You need 10 times your earnings. Now, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you need way less. Maybe a million is perfect. And maybe a million isn't enough. We have no idea. It is just very lazy, very easy way to not have to do a lot of work and just sell a policy. And what I have found is it tends to, for most people, greatly overemphasize how much you need in life insurance because the bigger the policy, the bigger the commission check to the insurance Obviously. agent. Yeah. Yes. So you're being But it upsold. could also be lazy because you might need more or no. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and you, you know, and you could only need more. you could only need 900,000, which isn't a huge variation off of that. Your premiums aren't going to change as much, but it's just it's very quick way to just say you, everyone needs this and you can just pound through a bunch of insurance policies because that's getting them completed is where insurance agents make money, not sitting down with you and actually going through all that work. They don't make any work or any money off of the work that they do to actually calculate what you need. It's, we need to get all these policies done and in place. So that is, I would say, how most people have been sold insurance is through an insurance agent and under the 10 times earnings rule for how much they need. What I do with clients and what I obviously think is better because it's what I do is what's called needs-based and it is taking the time. So it would be sitting down with you and Greta and saying, okay, Adam, if you pass away, what do you want this life insurance to take care of? Do you want it to cover your mortgage? Do you want it to provide X amount of years of your salary, uh, replacement salary? Do you want it to pay for uh, Miles College tuition? Do you want it to uh, funeral expenses? Do you want whatever there are? There's no right or wrong answer. But once you can lay that all out, then it becomes very easy for me to say, okay, you want these three things. And based on needing those three things, here's the value. You need $650,000 worth of insurance or whatever it is. Maybe it's a million six hundred fifty thousand dollars of insurance based on your goals. And that's how you truly know what you need. And you make sure that you're not overinsured or underinsured. You're getting exactly what you need based on what you want it to take care of because that's what the purpose of insurance if i die what do i want this insurance to take care of you know for me it would be we just bought a house so i would want that mortgage paid off so that katie doesn't have to worry about that i would like i don't know several years worth of my salary covered so that she has a cushion to work with we don't have any kids so i don't need to worry currently about educational costs um, our vehicles are fine so she doesn't need to worry about having you know another vehicle anytime soon you know it's all those things you just kind of think about what do you want to take care of so those would be my two goals and ironically i'll be looking at getting insurance here this summer after we get married 
Um, and, you know, we'll find a policy that fits those goals so that I have the appropriate amount of insurance. And same for Katie. We'll do it the opposite way. But, you know, answer so, the question she wants. Sure. So do you pay the premium? Is it just a, a, an umbrella flo floating over each one or is it a unit or do you get a policy for each person or, or how does that work? Cause I mean, if we're going to go Batman on it and we both die and you've got, Oh yeah. So you would get a policy for each of you because life insurance okay. policy is for each person. Um, there are times where people will have multiple policies. I see that. Um, and that there's nothing wrong with that. That just means that life has changed. And so maybe, for example, uh, well, I'll go back and use me. I get a life insurance policy this summer with X amount of death benefit. And three years from now, Katie and I have, you know, a couple kids and I don't know, whatever else. Okay, well, now if I want to cover uh, educational expenses, I need more coverage. Well, you can't just add on to your current one most of the time there's a few exceptions okay. but for the most part you can't really add on like there was a time in place tanner is you know what am i 33 there's i'm tanner's 33 so based on being 33 and having this type of policy the and this death benefit the premium is x and that is in place as long as i pay for it so if i want more death benefit i need to get another policy because three years from now i'll be 36 which means my premiums will be higher because I'm 30, I'm three years older. I have a higher probability of dying. Um, so yeah, Morbid. and you can, well, <laughs> it is what, when you're in my industry and you also do estate planning, you get used to talking about death. <laughs> right. Um, so I mean, by the time you're, you're, I don't know, we're, I'm what, 32. So like you just said, by the time or 50, we potentially have a, a couple layered plans mm -hmm. um, that yep. cover different things. Uh, is it advisable? I don't know if you can or not, but are there term? I, I, I'm not really familiar with life insurance. I'm not an expert, not pretending to be, but are there policies that just go, okay, for the next, for like my working years, I want a policy until X date? Or should we be setting up policies that are rest of life type of policies uh there are both. both uh well no there are both options so the kind of two main types of of life insurance are term uh life insurance which as it, as it sounds it's it's for a set period of time so 10 year term 30 year term whatever you kind of choose and how that one works is they're the cheapest because again, the probability of you passing away, you know, if I get a 10 year term, the probability of me passing away in the next 10 years is a lot less than it is passing away at some point because I will pass away at some point. So term policies are cheaper than a, a whole life policy or a permanent coverage. So you have term, yeah or you have permanent coverage. Now, again, then there's underneath of them, there's a whole variations of how they're structured and how they're funded and how, you know, are they variable? Are they universal life? Are they, you know, all the different riders? There's all sorts of things and we're not going to get into the weeds on that because 
that that's not what this is. It's just going to be right. kind of the basics of insurance. But um, so yes, just just so that you and, and the listeners know, there's term, and you pay it. It's uh, you know per month or per year for ten years or twenty years or whatever. And when it's done, it's done. And if you pass away in those that twenty year period, if you get twenty year term, if you pass away during the twenty year period, your beneficiaries get money. If you don't pass away in the twenty year period, uh, they don't, and it's done, and you don't get that money back. It's kind of like auto insurance, um, where permanent life. If you have one of those policies, they're more expensive, but as you pay, and as long as you continue to pay. Uh, you will have it for the rest of your life and eventually your beneficiaries will get paid because we all are going to die at some point in a permanent life. As long as you keep paying it, it will pay out. What happens when it's a business? What do you mean? Um, when, when you have business assets um, that might be tangled up in somebody like a... I don't know, like electrician or a service based where the person's skill is their business. So, oh, yes. Oh, so like a key man insurance policy. Sure. Key, What's key that? person. Yeah. Uh, um, so, th- this is getting much more uh, specialized type of insurance. So, if we have any listeners um, that have more questions that I don't happen to cover on this, just shoot us an email. Um, let me know. I'll go over it more. But for there are business policies where a business can take out, like, um, uh, how do I want to say, like, like CEOs of companies. A lot of times, businesses will take out a policy on the high ups in a company because the company is run, you know, hopefully, very well. But because of these individuals, and they're called key person insurance policies. So if that person happens to pass away while still working there but the money goes to the company um you know so it's it's owned you can have policies that are owned by the business on individuals as well okay so but i mean you'd probably just factor in if it's a business type like a um an llc or sole proprietorship they, that would just be the 10 times need base or the needs base. You'd factor yeah, if that it's, all in. Correct. If it's just you. So like we'll use you and Sotovid. You know, if it's if it's uh, just <laughs> you and you don't have any partners currently in the business, the business is you and ends with you. And if right. you pass away, you just have the insurance. Now, if you eventually get a business partner, then again, you both can get insurance on each other that if one of you passes away, the insurance policy is there for your significant other to have to buy out the other person. Okay. Yep. So a lot of times there's buy-sell agreements that are you know used. And again, that's getting more sophisticated. Please just shoot us an email if that's of sure. interest to, you, uh, to any of our listeners. But it's um, kind of outside the pur- purview of, of what we wanted to go over in this episode. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Because it is. There, like, there's. I mean, in any of these episodes, we always seem to kind of. It's not a bad thing. I mean, I don't think. Hopefully, our listeners agree. But you know, we kind of walk down these rabbit holes to tease out different things because it's it's just this web. Like finances it are is. just this yeah. huge web, and everything is interconnected. It's just we don't have enough time on each episode to 
actually walk down every single you know line of the web. So you know if you have questions that we tease something out, we didn't answer enough of what you want. Like I said, just let us know. We'll get more information. Yeah, I mean, after every episode and and even before each one, I always find myself going, there's just so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just so much to wealth planning. There's so much under that term, that umbrella. Yep. And it's amazing. Like, and I approach it because, I don't know, maybe I'm talking talking down on how much I have of knowledge, but it's just like, I don't know any of this stuff. And it's like, how how does Tanner know all this stuff? Um, but it is kind of daunting, and that's and that's the reason why I think the financial literacy as a whole is such a problem. Is there's it's intimidating, and it, it, and we're talking about one of the six pillars. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're kind of working our way down and in, into the dilution of the web. But it's just there's that's where I get so many of these weird random questions, but. No, it's just perfect. So, so much. Because um, the questions you ask are questions I get from clients. So right. It's perfect. That, that's fine. kind of the whole hope and the whole purpose, I think. So, right. Um, okay. So, we've, we've identified, and obviously, I would say, as an, an, a wealth manager, you would advise to have life insurance of some sort. So, we've, we've uh, crossed that bridge. I, oh. I'm actually going to stop. It depends. Okay. And this is, yep, so this is kind of bringing that all back together, what we've talked about of, you know, that at some point in your life, you're going to switch from numbers zero through 10. Um, You know, I personally think that life insurance currently is, for most people, is the most important when you're younger and have a family. Um, You know, if... If something happened to you, Adam, that's going to have a lot bigger impact on your family because you guys have miles than it is on on Katie if something happens to me because we don't have a kid. Um, or, you know, and someone that has five kids, it's going to be even more impactful in their family because now you have one parent trying to raise, you know, five kids. And, and so there's there's going to be this time and and it it seems to be like when you're a kid and i know a lot of parents get life insurance on their children i would say don't get any more than what it costs for funeral expenses if your child happens to actually pass away but like from an economic standpoint kids are going to school they're not working you know things like that so it's there's not there's not like a i i I don't want to say the word replacement because obviously there's the emotional and all of that but you want the value no, because I mean, there's a value in obviously yeah. human life, and that and that's what I don't want right. to sound insensitive because there's value to every single person, and there's value, you know, with all of that. But life insurance is there when we all happen to pass away, old, young, somewhere in the middle. Um, but once you, you know, and like again, even when you're in college age, you know, probably not a huge need to have life insurance at that point. But like when you get married okay that that number starts to ratchet up and get closer to 10 because now you have someone relying on you and i'm not sure. meaning i'm not trying to insinuate fully you know like one stay at home parent versus another i'm just meaning you're in a you know you're in a partnership with another human being and they're expecting you to be there and you're having joint goals and building a life together so and then if you have a a kid or two kids or three kids or whatever it is 
that starts ratcheting that number up higher, closer and closer to 10. And then as you get further on in life, okay, well, once your kids, uh, you know, if you have them, once they get to become adults and are out on their own and starting their own families and taking care of themselves, that number starts ratcheting down. And then once you get, you know, your mortgage paid off and if you're debt free, that number starts ratcheting down. Because again, like if you're 65 years old, retired with no debt, what are the goals that you need for for life insurance? What do you need it to do? Funeral expenses and an inheritance if and you know if you would want that type of a thing. If you have no debt, it's funeral expenses and then the other one I typically hear is if they want to make sure, you know, grandkids get X or whatever and it's p- perfectly fine, but but then it becomes more expensive, right? Yes, but they might have insurance already in place because you can start unwinding insurance as well. Like I work with clients all the time that they've been sold a lot of insurance under this 10 times earnings and a lot of things like that. So they are overinsured and then we get to retirement and I ask, okay, well, what are your goals? We want it to do these two things. Okay, well, you have a million five in insurance coverage and you need half a million. So let's find a way to lower this coverage, lower your costs because you don't need to keep paying for a million five. Um, you know, so anyways, you, does that kind of make like, it's kind of like a bell curve. I would say like the older you get, unless you have this big inheritance need of wanting to make sure that your kids or grandkids get a boatload of, of money from life insurance, the need starts to diminish as you get older as well. It's kind of reverse or inverse. Maybe I'm thinking about that wrong. I mean, obviously, it falls in line with everything else we talk about with wealth and finances and start early. But um, I feel like the need goes down with age. Um, for most people. Art- yeah, for most people. Yeah, articulating that correctly. But um, so marriage and kids are a main trigger point for this. Yeah. Or, you know, or business, or if you, you know, if one of your goals is I want to, if I pass away, I want to make sure that the mortgage is paid off. Okay. Well, housing costs have gone up astronomically across the nation. So maybe three years ago, someone bought a house and had the correct amount of coverage because they bought their house at 300,000 and had a mortgage for that. Well, if they now make more money and are doing better financially. And because housing costs have gone up by a new house for 600,000, you may be underinsured. You know, it's just, it's any of those, your goals seem to go up as you kind of go through life or the needs, and then they start to taper down. Uh, again, that's typically what I, what I see for clients when we do the, you know, needs based or the goals based analysis. Sure. Um, so, so I don't know if we want to wrap that part up or go into talking about finding the right advisor in the right company, um, or stick in the same. Oh yeah, we can just kind of keep going. I mean, because it all okay all fits together. So once you, because yeah, you know, that's where I was going a couple minutes ago. Of okay, we've established we want, we want one. Sure. Or if want yeah. life insurance. Yep. One. Whether you want so, it or whether you have it, 
and you want to right. see if you have enough. That's kind of the, the first step. And then the next step would be, okay, what type of a, uh, you know, person should I go try to get this from? And there's, you know, just like we've talked about in previous, you know, the annuity, uh, episode, uh, a few back or, um, you know, commission versus fee only versus any of that. The insurance world is built the same way. You can go to an insurance agent, they make commissions, or you can go to someone that can sell insurance that is commission free. If you like paying higher fees to pay a commission to someone, go to the first one. If you don't want to pay higher fees, go to someone that can do commission free because that's that's what the difference is. I mean, if you take the exact same policy from two places and one of them has to pay an agent, uh, you know, an insurance agent, a commission, and the other one doesn't, you can bet that your premiums are going to be higher on the one that has a commission. So again, teach their own on that. Um, but the bigger thing I would say is make sure you find someone, if you don't care about the commission, non-commission side of things, make sure you find someone that's independent and can work with multiple companies. Um, you know, just to pick on, uh, I'll just pick what you know, state farm just to, to pick on them. Um, great company, not trying to knock on the company itself, but if there is a, um, you know, someone you're wanting to work with that works only at State Farm, that's all they can do. And you may or may not be getting the best price because each insurance company kind of has their little sweet spots and based on your age and your medical history and all of those things that come in, certain companies may rate you higher than other companies. And the higher you're rated, the lower your premiums. And it's the same, you know. And when looking at at that, it kind of flips into the next one then. So work within it, um, you know, a a person, either an insurance agent or, you know, uh, some sort of wealth advisor or whomever that can also do insurance. Uh, Then when looking at the options, for what type of company to utilize, the first thing you want to look at is look at the ratings. Because if the insurance company goes out of business, they aren't going to be able to pay your death benefit. (laughs) So you want to make sure that it's not just some tiny little brand new insurance company that may go out of business. You want to make sure that there's lots of capital there, that they have a long history, that they're uh, rated very highly by any of the rating agencies. And then with inside so does that of, just end? That policy just ends if that happens? It depends. It depends how the bankruptcy works. Sometimes those littler ones, when they go bankrupt, will get bought out by another another bigger company who will assume the policy and honor it. Um, but yeah, there uh, there have been times where okay. it, it just... You obviously quit paying, but the money that you put into it is worthless because yeah. it goes away. Um, and then the last thing kind of about companies is, or about insurance companies is there are mutual insurance companies. Think of, um, like mutual of Omaha. Yep. Um, New York life, uh, mass mutual. There's a, you know, there's, there's several others. What those types of insurance companies, every policy owner is actually a a part owner in the company. It's like kind of like a co-op, so to speak. 
And so by having a policy through them, when the company makes money every year, they send you dividends. And you can, a lot of times people will have that automatically reinvested into their life insurance to either lower premiums or buy me more life insurance. Maybe I started out at 500,000 in death benefit and I can sit there and keep getting it, you know, inched up 5,000 every year, or I, you know, whatever it ends up being. You can either buy more insurance or have that dividend paid out to you. So they just um, take your your premium and invest it and... Yeah, and it's basically... Uh, I mean, it, uh, that, but also paying out their, um, you know, death benefits right. for the year and all those different things. Yeah. And typically the mutual companies are the ones that have been around forever. I mean, if you think about Mass Mutual or some of those, I mean, I don't know exactly when they started, but early 1900s, maybe even in, in the 1800s. I mean, it's a long, long time ago that they've been around. Um, but those companies, mutual companies, tend to be a little bit more expensive as well because you're buying that prestige, you're buying that track record and that good, that really good rating that they all have. And kind of that dividend too, to, you know. Um, or you can go to a stock company. That's going to be, you know, someone like we had mentioned State Farm or um, AIG or Travelers or um, who's another one that's always online or on um, commercials. State Farm. Eh, doesn't matter. Geico, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Liberty Mutual. Um, Liberty, their Liberty, policies. Liberty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lemu, the Emu. Emu and Doug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly they do a good job with their commercials because I remember. Um, exactly. Hey, maybe they'll be on there sponsor we go. this episode. There we go. Yeah. Uh, they are a stock company, and so their policies, premiums, tend to be cheaper for the same death benefit. You're not going to get that dividend every year. You're just going to pay that premium. And, um, you know, their profits that they make every year go back to the shareholders that own stock in the company. Um, I, you know, no right or wrong to either or, just kind of what you're looking for uh, as the in, insured and, and the policy owner. Um, ratings, how do they, do they, how do they assess that? Do they contact medical records or how, how do they figure out your risk level from oh, an yeah. insurance standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind so, of like a long came poly. It is exactly like a long came poly because doesn't he work at an insurance company? Yeah. He's assessing, I think he's assessing the oh, risk assessment. Big. Yeah, the big client of, you know, if he's insurable or not because of yes. all of his, his lifestyle yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I don't know if that no. happened, how that works from like a, an average person versus. Yes. Um, so, so there are thresholds. There, there are different thresholds. Like you can get, um, depending upon your age, again, typically the younger you are, um, you have a higher chance of them waiving a medical exam. Um, you know, and, and again, but once you want, you know, you can't ask for a, you can't be 25 years old and ask for a $10 million death benefit and have them waive medical exam. They're not going to do that. So there's usually those thresholds of if you're under a certain age and if the policy is under a certain dollar amount, they'll waive medical. But again, you have to answer a boatload of questions and you have to answer honestly. Don't lie on there. Um, is that, I mean, that could be a, 
uh, a a reason why you don't get paid out, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So you knew the fancy term. I yep. Yep. So do not lie. You know, what I tell clients is answer the question and only the question. Do not lie and don't tell them a story. That's it. Just answer the question as concisely as you can accurately. Um, but so how they get your ratings is based off of your age. Obviously, the older you are, higher probability of passing away. We went over that that men have um, do dumber things more often and actually tend to live. It's about seven years um, less. less than women. Yeah. And so uh, men get rated. I don't want to say rated lower, but your your cost of premium is higher. Um, they look at your habits like uh, drinking and smoking and um, you know, some of them are do you exercise if you have medical records they'll ask can I can we either look at those or they will send out someone to your home or office wherever you want to meet them and they'll take your vitals uh, again they depending upon age and different things that you put in there if you have past history of uh, you know something that is in your past or family history of this or that, or, you know, whatever they just, they look at everything and then they profile you. And again, it, <laughs> it is just like a long came poly and it's just like, okay, put yeah. all of these things in impute number. And here is this person's probability. And based off of that, here's how much their cost of insurance is. Um, and so again, the, the higher rating that you get, the lower your insurance uh, premium is. Do you work as an intermediary or broker with your clients in the insurance life insurance company, or do you just prep your clients with, here's what you can expect, go go to this person? Yeah, I am in that world. So because of the how how the other side of the business works, um, that we've gone over numerous times with being fee only and no commissions and all of that, um, I. I think intermediary is probably the easiest. I have other companies that I work with that I trust that can do, and we talked about this with the annuities as well, um, that they are the ones actually writing the policy, but they write commission-free insurance. There, you know, There's no commissions being paid on it to me or to them. And so um, that's how they're able to get it to clients at a, a cheaper cost for the exact same thing. But So you just kind of go through a coaching session? Yeah, well, and I help them do because, again, any of my clients, we're doing full-fledged uh, financial planning. And so right. I walk through all of the things we talked about at the start and say, okay, how much life insurance do we have? What are your goals? And we work through all of that. Once we know how much of a death benefit we need to achieve their goals, we then go out and talk with these other companies and say, this is what we're looking at. Do we, you know, do we want term or do we want some sort of permanent? And then based on that, you know, what fits best into their lifestyle? Because like I said, there's a whole sub web of webs below uh, primarily the permanent life insurance. There's tons of different variations. And do you want a long-term care rider because you have long-term care concerns or do you have disability concerns? And you kind of start wrapping some of these together to cover more than one thing. Um, again, enough information there for a, a completely different episode. 
Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so, unless you have any questions on any of this. No, that all makes sense on it. I exhausted all my questions. This was <laughs> not to sound bad, but it, this was more interesting than I thought I was going to be. From a, it just like insurance seems like a boring topic, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, it is still boring. It just there's a lot. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of things to think about, um, so that you make sure that you know you and your advisor that you're working with are getting the right policy and death benefit and all of that in place that fits your financial plan. All right, I'm out. I'm out of 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 topics. Uh, we hope this episode has been helpful. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. It helps our podcast, and we appreciate it very much. Questions or suggestions, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Anything else there, Tanner? We'll say mahalo and see you in the next episode. Yes, the next episode, just for everyone listening, will be... I don't know, maybe maybe a month delayed. We'll have, uh, you know, probably one off here because we'll be um, in Hawaii with the, the wedding. And so when we get back, we'll we'll get to recording the next one. But we're going to gonna have a little bit of a delay here. If we come back, we're just going to escape to paradise <laughs> and never come back. Well, if that's the case, we can at least bring down our mics and be podcasters down there. That would be lovely. <laughs> that we're going to have lovely. lots of people sharing and liking this. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. And then if that's the case, then we'll up it to at least once a week if we're going to be professional podcasters. Oh, yes. Let's go. All right. See you, everybody. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com. 